Hello, Ro. I hear that you have a little something, something to tell us. Yeah, we're just starting off. Uh, Ro, you're number 13 on the ice, uh, number one in our hearts. Uh, can you uh, share with our fans here, uh, what big news do you have? Um. Well, I'm playing at the Saddle Dome. The Saddle Dome. And for our listeners that don't know what the Saddle Dome is, can you tell them who plays there? Um, the Flames. The Calgary Flames. So, you know, every hockey player has a story. Can you tell us the story on how? How did you make it to go on and play at the Saddle Dome? Tell us, uh, tell our listeners some tips and tricks. Well, um, uh, what are tips and tricks? Tips and tricks. What, what do the hockey player have to possess, hold on to, have inside of them? Uh, um, they have to have strength mm-hmm. and they have, have to have strength and blood and lots of energy. Ooh, strength, blood. Um, and, and, um, what else should I say? I know. You know, let's do this, Ro. Let's keep it simple. Can you tell our listeners, what are your goals? At the beginning of every game, before you go, Mom always like, hey, Ro, what are your goals out there? Um, so, have fun, play good, um, have a good game. Uh, try my hardest. Play, play my best, and that's all. Oh, this is great. And Ro, who is your favorite hockey player? Uh, Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard. Why is he your favorite? Uh, because he's new on the Flames. He's a new player. Yeah. Okay, and Ro, if you, if one of our listeners was just starting to play hockey, what advice would you give them? Uh, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Boom. What would uh, you What would you want to tell them if they were like, Ro, I just can't do this. I'm gonna give up. Hockey's too hard. What would you say to someone that would say that? You still have to practice. Mm, that's the trick, hey? Because are we the best at everything? Uh, no. How do we get good at something? Just practice. You don't give up on yourself, right? No. Have you ever wanted to quit hockey? Has it ever been too hard for you? No. What's your favorite part of hockey? Um, having fun. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Mommy, you can start, yeah, um... We can start it now. Oh, we can start it now. Thanks. Thank you, Ro. Number one in our hearts for everybody. Whoop, whoop. Oh, my God. The Saddle Dome. <laughs> the Saddle Dome. Hey, welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid with Mel. And Kay. <laughs> well, we've already started peeling back the layers. Not what a what a day. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh we have another gosh. debut. Melly's sick for two solid weeks, and now we're just bringing in the whole family. Avery, give me a life update. Oh, Ryle showering. Avery, what's new and exciting? What's been happening? Um, I 
I don't know. What's your favorite song right now? Um, Jojo Siwa. Oh, good choice. Do you have a favorite song of hers? Um, um, I come back like a boomerang. Oh, that's such a catchy one. Yeah, so and good. Sometimes I catch things really well, and we when I catch things, we call me Catchy Bay. Yes, when Avery catches things very well, we call her Catchy Bay. <laughs> My Catchy well, Bay. Look at these. They're earrings. Earrings? Yeah. They seem a little big. Do yeah. they go around your whole ear? Yeah. Hey, Avery, um, keeping with the theme here, you know, since we're recording. Yeah. If one of our listeners was like, oh, I just want to give up. This is too hard. What would you tell them? Don't give up. You have grit. Don't give up. You have grit. There you heard it from her mouth. Done. What's your favorite thing to do, Avery, when you just feel super sad? Um, get a big hug and kiss it from my mommy. Aw, real sweet. Okay. These are earrings. These are stuffies. Yeah, I know. You're pulling my leg, you little trickster. All right, dude. High five. Go upstairs. I hear snacks. I have. Okay. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Wait. There we go. Thanks, Avery. All right. Okay, I've been watching some Taylor Swift videos, and they look, I'm telling you, your child looks like a mini Taylor Swift. Shake it off. Shake it off. Off. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Taylor Swift's attitude is like, but I'd like to compare that right now. Yeah, I think <laughs> they're very similar. <laughs> she was so cute. The other day, Rowan had his little buddy over. And she comes up to Ryan and I, Mom, Dad, I think I'm in love. With her brother's friend. <laughs> oh my God, I love and it. And it begins. No, I'm joking. <laughs> We're like, yeah. yeah, he's a really nice friend. No, I got a crush on him. Oh my gosh. Oh man. What do you even I don't even know. These kids, they just keep me going. Um, Life update from you, Mel. (laughs) Well, I was... I'm coming back to life. That's... I... I don't know. The universe sucker punched me hard. And I had... Oh, gosh. From everything from a fever to coming out both ends it was a mess guys it was a mess but that's okay you know what I'm just looking at as so my 2024 one of my words is balance (laughs) and we don't don't laugh at this (laughs) and we entered 2024 and I think the old universe was like um Mel remember your word was balance and you're not even making your attempt is half-assed at best. So, sorry to do this to you. Whap! And I, gosh, I was in bed for, what, three days? 
lost 11 pounds. Like I just, it was crazy. Very humbling. Very like, oh, I am human and I can't do everything. And when I try to do everything, this is what happens. Right, 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 right. Okay. Okay. Um, it's good. And you know what? It's been very, I have had to learn the art of balance. Even after feeling like I'm still, I'd say about 90, 95%. And it's been what, two weeks now? But it's really taught me to say no because I need to put me first, literally. Um, and to really evaluate where I want to expend my energy. Do I have it down pat? No, I do not. But I don't ever want to get that sick again. That's the sickest I've ever been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a big lesson. Energy is a very valuable resource, that's for sure. And yeah. um, sometimes we got to get knocked down to really understand where we're going when we get back up. Mm -hmm. But like, it was very, um, I wrote this on my Instagram page, though. <laughs> Just my hope and wish for every single human in this world is that they can find a partner. Not just someone that ha holds the societal title of like partner or wife or husband or, you know what, for that matter, friend. Like, I just really hope, because like a partner can come in so many different forms. Um, but my hope for everyone is that they do find a partner because I cannot tell you How great that is when you feel like you're failing at everything because your body is slowly failing you and you have a partner who walks in and legit just doesn't ask questions, picks you up, throws you in bed and says, I've got it. Doesn't rush you, like lets you actually heal and you know the world will be okay because you have a partner. And... That was a really nice feeling and a feeling that I really like, I know I take for granted because I live it day in and day out. And when you're in it all the time, sometimes you lose sight, but man, I am very lucky. I mean, I picked him, but I am very lucky mm -hmm. to have a partner in life. Um, And that is my wish for everyone because... Mm -hmm. You need that. You and do. And I think it's important for people to know that it truly does exist and you're not asking for too much. No, you're not. And I just think I did not have to say a single thing. Nothing. He knew. He knew I couldn't do it. It was too much. Because we're a team and you read your teammates. And gosh, I just think like Melanie 20 years ago, well, gosh, whoa, let me rephrase that. Melanie at 20, not 20 years ago, I'm not 40 yet. At 20, like did not think she was worth that, did not think she would ever find that, did not think it existed. Just thought people were blowing smoke up her butt. <laughs> But it does exist. 
they do exist and you're yeah. worth like you are worth it you really are mm -hmm. could you imagine little 20 year old mel looking at the life that she has now no 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 yeah where I were don't you think... when, where were you when you were 20 paint the picture for us um gosh i'm still really emotional so this might not go over well uh 20 year old mel um i've just been dumped by uh her boyfriend of what six years um abusive boyfriend had absolutely no no self-worth no self-love believed what she was told that no one could ever love her and like uh physically mentally sexually what kind of what are we dealing with um physically at that time starving because well if someone's gonna love me they'll love me if i look a certain way hmm. um mentally a mess because a i didn't know how to take care of myself i didn't even know what caring for myself was i cared way too damn much about what people thought about me i mean god i was in a relationship for how long covering up for his narcissistic asshole behaviors because I was promised a wonderful life and you're young, you're young, you're impressionable, you know, no different. Um, just seeking connection in anyone, really drinking all the time to forget. And also that's what you do if you're cool, right? Spending lots of money, sneaking behind people's backs because I didn't want them to know I was going to see someone because they didn't like someone um an absolute mess like fake faking it not thinking I'm gonna make it but just faking it yeah no if 20 year old Mel now or then could see life now I don't think she would have believed it um, I mean, I feel like I've made her proud, but, you know, it's, yeah, it was a dark, such a crazy time when you think about that too, how you can get into a relationship and they're smart. They're not dumb. They know how to manipulate. They know what to do. And you think to yourself, you'll never be that person. That, no. You kidding me? I'll never be that person. They don't hit you hard, though. They don't hit you hard. They don't come out the gate running. They do it small. It took almost five years for that full grasp to be taken. Five. Little jabs here little controlling here and then to the point where I was so unhappy I knew I was being cheated on I was scared when he walked in the door and yet he had to leave me 
And then you cry because they've left you. But they treat you like garbage. Like what a mind. I don't want to swear because my son's right beside. <laughs> mind trip. Mm -hmm. And thanks, Rowan. I just got permission to swear. <laughs> but like I just. Whenever you hear someone saying like, I would never do this. I can't believe they're staying in this. I can't. You have no idea where they are or what happens behind closed doors. Yeah. And it's just. And you yeah. also don't know that the power that they have uh, and the hold that they have on that person, because when you wear someone down so far, they forget that they're even a fraction of a being, let alone yeah. a whole being. Like, And, you know, it was so embarrassing to admit all the crap that I had went through because I had lied about it for so long or I didn't say anything and like you hold this person up on a pedestal because you're also making up this glorious story in your head of what you want and what you want them to be. And then it crumbles. And now you have to not only face others, but now you have to face yourself. Mm -hmm. And look at yourself and be like, you, that didn't happen. That was never going to happen. But you sat here and told yourself it was going to happen. And you get angry and sad. Ah. Like, man, staring at yourself in the mirror. And then not only that, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, who are you? Mm -hmm. You don't like any of the stuff that you like. And so, like, to look at now where the fact of, again, he walked in the door, he picked me up, put me in bed, covered me up, and said, go to sleep. Like, that's a full circle there. Like, I wouldn't say full circle, because I guess full circle would be right back where I started. But you know what? Yeah, 180. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. And I, like, it goes back, though, to, like, we had talked before. There's always two. There's always two in a relationship, right? Like, again, I was there lifting him up on a pedestal, and I knew in my head what was going on was wrong. But I stayed. I put up with it. Did not do anyone good. And I also, I'm not an innocent bystander. I knew how to flip switches when I was pissed. And did I do it? Yeah. What else? It's just chaos, you know? Like, this is normal, isn't it? 
Because you hear couples, well, yeah, every couple fights. That's part of a healthy relationship. Well, we're just fighting. We're just a healthy couple. Yeah. I think the other thing is, is subconsciously, I think that when we have parents that always stay together, we just think that that's how it happens. Like, you meet a person, you fall in love with them, and then you just get married. Like, obviously, you know, and I'm just like, you look at parents that are still together and you're just like, oh, it's so simple. But when in reality, it's like, I think it's important for kids to see that and or not see, but maybe know that relationships do fail, that um, not everyone is for everyone. And that's OK. Like I used to have so much guilt around bringing boyfriends around my family and my little sisters because I'm like oh this is just going to confuse them and yada 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 but I think it's I finally got to the point where I'm just like I think it's actually extremely healthy for them to see me date different people and know that it's not it's not how it always goes and if you're getting treated terribly um or a relationship doesn't align with you then you need to go Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And looking back at it, like, I would much rather be alone than ever, mm-hmm. ever be in a relationship mm-hmm. like that. And I think such big thing, too, it's so relative because for the longest time, too, I was like, well, he doesn't hit me. Right? It, it, and it's like... Yeah, but the mental and the emotional warfare is like, that's that's still not good, Mel. Mm-hmm. Like you're always, uh, yeah, it'll it change. It could always be worse. It, it could always, always be, be worse. worse. It'll get better. It'll mm-hmm. get better. And like I think this is also with narcissists, is they do. They know how to dangle the carrot. They're dang good at it. Yeah. And so they sold, like, he sold you on this false reality or this false promise of just being how great your life can be. And then you fall in love with that fantasy and you're just like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. He keeps saying it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then you have these, this false hope. And then one day you just break mentally, physically, mm-hmm. everything. And you're just like, okay, I'm faced to see what the reality is. Like, and then you know it's time to go. Oh. And the sad thing is, I didn't leave. That's what's just not sad. I mean, everything, and I'm going to say this, that I know it's going to strike a chord, but I do believe everything happens for a reason. However, we may never know that reason. We may never know. Mm-hmm. Um, But like, gosh, I remember Kaylin. We were living in Edmonton and we were going to a hockey game and he looked at me and he was like, we're going out after, um, but can you drive because we're going to be drinking? And I was like, oh yeah, okay. And then we're sitting at the game and he looks at me, he's like, oh yeah, like you're taking the truck back, right? And I was like, oh, I thought we were going out. He's like, no. So it was his friend, his girlfriend, him and I, they came to our apartment. We ate, they all pre-drank because I was DD. I drove us to the game and then I was told at the game by him, you're not coming. Like, you're not allowed to come. Take the truck back home. And I look at that now and I'm like, what? You stayed another year and a half? Well, after that? Like, holy smokes. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. what do you, what do you think? Why? What do you know? The reason why that relationship happened? I thought. I... I do strongly believe that it happened because from that moment forward, I got more vocal. I found my voice. Um, then I went into another relationship. Didn't end up the best. But with Ryan, like, I'm very and have always been very, you don't, no, 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 no. So partially probably to find my voice. Um, but other than that I don't honestly I honestly think that a part of it is also because now you can empathize for women that have went through similar experiences and you have the voice now to advocate for them too mm-hmm. right like I think a lot of people are put in our paths um, so that we can hold space for them and it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess. Yeah. Do you think that you did like? How did you heal from this? I honestly don't know because I ask myself that. I still think like, how? I'll sit here and be like, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you do it? And I'm still at the point where I'm like. Mm. I don't know. I really don't like this whole healing journey. People like, and it sometimes frustrates me a lot because you hear people talk about their healing journey and the things that they've done along this journey to get them to this place. And I can't sit here and do that. And it's beyond frustrating because I want to be out there giving like tangible, like, You know, it might not work for you, but this is what I did. And I can't do that. And it really irritates me sometimes. Because I'm like, I obviously did something. But like, all I can say is every day I woke up and I journeyed one foot in front of the other. And I kept Mm -hmm. going. And... I think part of a significant part of my healing process was when Ryan was placed in my life because he showed me what it was to actually be loved and actually what it was like to be respected and appreciated for who I was, um, which I needed because I didn't think I was worth anything I didn't think I was worth love and who's gonna like me for me so um allowing myself to believe that as he told me it all the time was big but how I got there I don't quite know did you ever did you ever doubt your guys' relationship or try to push him away? Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yep. Um, the beginning. I met Ryan quite quickly after I broke up with my final boyfriend. Just someone introduced us. So in my head, I was like, well, he's a hockey player. So let's stereotype him. And I just kind of thought it was just going to be a fling. Say la vie. Um, but he like latched his way into my heart very, very fast. And I was like, Mm-mm, no, no, you're rebounding. No, no, no. Um, and then we had a pretty significant um, first summer. Well, there was some deceit on his end. And I was very, that was my first where I was like, do not talk to me for a week. Do not text me. Do not send me flowers. Like I was very firm in that moment because I was not going to do it again. I was not going to be that person. And so he did. He respected me 100%. He did not text. He did not call. He did not send flowers. He did nothing but gave me my space. And first of all, that was I respected the hell out of him because not many people would give you your space in that moment. They would try to plead their case. Um, but I remember sitting on the porch with my friend, Dina, on the side of her house. I was sitting here. She was sitting here. Like, I just looked at her and I was like, ah. my heart is telling me go. And she's like, and? I was like, but nothing's telling me to stop. And then I just, from that moment, I was like, mm, I'm marrying him. Hands down. Guarantee it. Um, but yeah, after that, no, I never doubted anything. Not one bit. To this day, I doubt nothing. I don't regret anything. Nope. Not at all. Like when I say he was safe for me, even in that period where I was like, oh, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do with you. Chess poke him type thing. I still felt safe because he respected me. And then, and then he messed me. He's like, Hey, I'm, I'm down in Camerals for a party. Like, you want to come? I'm like, I'm not coming to see you. He's like, and so he came to see me. It was like a, was it a village people theme party? I don't know. Some theme party that he came up, came dressed like a cowboy and like cut off jean shorts. Oh my God. This is the first time I've seen him since all of this. I was just like, I saw him and I was just like, oh, I just love him. Hmm? Yeah, I don't know. I just, they're out there. Mm -hmm. I really, I do, I believe that. I believe there are partners out there for you. They might not come when you think. They might not come how you think. And they might not be what you had envisioned but they're out there and I can say that because I have and I think that we need to stay off of social media when it comes to relationships because like 
you know, if social media was a huge thing back then, who knows what you would have chose to do with him mm-hmm. when the deceit came in, right? But you well, I went mean, in. Where- I, I found out via social media. Okay. But- <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of, sort of, but not really. But yes, I get what you mean. There was no Insta. There was no like update, like boom, within the millisecond. Yes. Like you had a week to sit with yourself mm-hmm. and not and track what he was yourself. doing. Yeah. And trust yourself. Like you're like, my heart is saying, like, go for it. Mm-hmm. And I think we just continue to turn to the dark web and our people for advice when really we need to be looking within. And I think a big thing too in relationships, whatever your relationship, whomever, is when I made that choice that like, like I, it was so, but like, it was a weird time to be like, man, I love him. But like, oh, he has my heart. In my head, I was like, if you move forward, you leave this back. It doesn't come forth with you into your relationship because you are choosing to go ahead. Mm -hmm. And what I find in a lot of relationships is people are like, I forgive you, but they carry, they carry that thing with them, whatever it is. And then they periodically sprinkle it 10 Mm -hmm. years later, even while you did this, it's like, no, 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 you chose to go forth. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. However, you made the choice to go forward. And it is not fair to that person to continue to pull it up because you said, I forgive you. And I know that is hard. I know that is hard to sit with. But if you at any point when you're waiting through what every decision you are making, if there is even a bit of you that is not 100% on board, you don't go forward because you're doing yourself a disservice and you are doing them a disservice because that is not fair. And mm-hmm. I will sit on that soapbox forever because that will be the demise or it will just be a bone of contention and that's not a partnership. And that's not a way to live for anyone. It's my piece on that. Did I hit a bone, Kaylin? Did I hit something? Did I sucker punch you there? Did the universe (laughs) sucker punch you through my words? I don't know. Like, wow, I wonder what listeners really needed to hear that today. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Oh my god! What you thinking? <laughs> you know what? That's okay. You think so? You just think. No, I think that there's something that happened in my relationship recently, and I just I think that it can it's uh, come to the point where um. Everything you just said, right? Like, I don't think I can forgive him. And that's me being honest with myself. Mm -hmm. And um, 
my voice is shaking. <laughs> and and it's not fair for me to bring it into the future, but I can't leave it in the past. I think it's like mm-hmm. it has to stay right here in this moment, you know? And um uh we both have talked a lot about this certain thing and um I haven't been heard or respected. And um, it goes back to, like, me saying, it's fine. You know what? It's totally fine. I've pictured the future that we can build together. It's going to be so beautiful, and everything's great, and he's a great guy, and he treats me very well, and it's going to be okay. But the reality part of it is actually, like, my feelings are hurt. I feel disrespected. I don't feel heard. And... um. I can't forgive this. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's that little nugget. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard to face. That's also when you come out of relationships, it's easy to fall back in those patterns. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you're, I don't want to say searching, I can't think of a better word right now searching for a partner sometimes we overlook things because like you said no I can imagine what it would be Mm -hmm. and and the good outweighs the bad in this Mm -hmm. situation like Mm -hmm. the thing that we're having um some some differences about isn't the actual thing isn't a big deal but the way that it affected me and mm-hmm. I told him that it would affect me if he chose to do that. That's what the big deal is. Is mm-hmm. like I had a boundary and he didn't respect it. Mm-hmm. And I he knew why I had that boundary. And I think in the past episodes I've talked about boundaries immensely because it's been a huge thing that I've been going through of like trusting my own self and my comfort and knowing where those lines are and knowing what I will and will not tolerate. And I just, I read this quote the other day and it was like, you know, trauma survivors have a higher tolerance to bullshit. Like we just do, like we can, we can just handle a lot because we've seen a lot. It doesn't mean that we should though, you know? And like back in the day, I'm like, oh my God, this is like one of the closest things you've ever had to a healthy relationship. Just get over yourself. Like, just let it slide. And then the other part of my brain is like, no, you deserve better. You deserve to be heard. You deserve to trust the person you're in a partnership with. Mm-hmm. And you deserve fucking respect. Like, mm-hmm. when I share my boundary with someone or like a scar from my past and I explain why it hurts and why this wound cannot be opened up again and you choose to open it up and pour some salt on it that's problematic Mm -hmm. but it's like two parts of my brain where it's just like keep the peace Kaylin Mm -hmm. you know you're happy and then the other part's like, nope, this doesn't feel right, and you don't feel respected, so you got to go. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and Hot I, damn. so then the other thing that this is bringing up is I'm like, who am I to talk about this on a public forum? Like, who am I to air other people's shit out? But you guys, you know what? We've promised you from the beginning that we will show up authentically us. And I've been listening to Untamed by Glennon Doyle, and she's like, always choose the truth. And so when you asked me that question, I chose to speak my truth, even though I know people are going to cringe at this episode and there are going to be people that listen to this and it's going to hurt. But this is the truth and this is what I'm going through right now. And I'm tired of hiding that. Like we have created this platform to share us. And I am still struggling to do that. So today was a big day. <laughs> I think too, like you said, a great is like, we're here to share us. But such a big part of who we are is our interactions with yeah. other people. So it's like, how do you share you while respecting their boundary, but still not hiding why you're feeling like this? So yeah. there are things where like, you and I were still, I haven't talked about everything you have. Like it's navigating because we don't edit. So it's like, okay. So then it get, you get in your head and you start like doing like a little dance around like, oh, okay. No, under this wire, then jump over here. Can, and then I'm going to get here. Then I'm kind of yeah. going to get to the story. Right. Yeah. Like it, it's, it, it's our conversations are filtered by our own brains 100 percent. we don't edit it and we don't filter it but our brains are still so hardwired and being like stay small do not say anything shameful and don't hurt other people's feelings but i'm i'm done like i am so done like if you want to have an interaction with me no you're going to end up on this podcast you're you're the taylor swift Swift of podcasts Everyone just can go in a relationship with you. We're gonna get on the podcast. No, yeah, yeah um, pretty much. Um, damn it! Like, I was gonna say something before I went to T Swift. Um, everyone's already petrified of dating me. Like hmm. you know, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. You're only speaking at what happened. So someone like what happened. So if someone's feelings is like get hurt. Well, then you need to reevaluate what happened. Yeah, because and, yeah, mm-hmm. if you're cro- if you're crossing a boundary, if you're doing something to someone that hurts them, like even if it wasn't intentional, you mm-hmm. still hurt them repeatedly. Yeah. So like you like you can't that like I'm sorry, I am sorry. It's just if someone's feelings is hurt, feelings get hurt from hearing this, then you need to take a step back and reevaluate yourself because you did that. And this is how it made someone feel. Mm -hmm. And you know that. You knew that before it even happened. Yeah. So my new mantra in all of my relationships is um like we both have said, you know how we hold on to those like airy fairy hopeful things mm-hmm. and 
disregard what is actually reality. It is like, I am not betting on promises or words anymore. It's not happening. I am going to take you for face value and I'm going to watch your behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, and you can talk a good talk, but if your actions do not match, then I'm out. Like, mm-hmm. it's as simple as that. And I think that people have a very hard time getting to this point, Kaylin included, because to get to this point comes a whole lot of self-worth comes a whole lot of self-respect and um that's hard like there is no doubt in my mind that I could have a happy future with this individual but it would be at the compromise of a very sacred space of me and I promised myself in my from a previous relationship that that would never happen again. I would never lose myself, mm-hmm. and this would feel like compromising myself to let this slide. And um, and it's not going to happen. And I know that we can't have a very deep and like as deep and meaningful relationship as I would want because I can't go there because he broke my trust. So that's not fair to either of us. Mm-hmm. To continue. Um, So, yeah. Christmas was great, guys. It was really fun. (laughs) Oh. Um, And I've been holding out on sharing all of this for a while. But let me just reiterate. Like, Christmas was really great. And I met a lot of phenomenal people. It was just... um, I was also disappointed. But it comes with that time of year. Anyways, it's part of my life. I'm very used to it. Oh, but shouldn't be the norm. You should not be prepping yourself for disappointment. Yeah. You should not be prepping yourself for something to drop. Mm-hmm. You should be like things are going to happen in life, but it shouldn't be within your relationship that you're prepping yourself. Yeah. Oh, something's fallen here. Right? Like I think with Ryan... He's the only person that I've ever been in a relationship with that I trust. Like, go on a boys' trip. Oh, you have to work late. Great. X, Y, Z. And I never, ever have any, like, meandering thoughts. Not one. And, yeah, uh, that's what you deserve. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't think you have to, comp- I mean, there's compromise in relationships, but you shouldn't have to compromise your essence, your value, your boundaries to be in that relationship. Yeah. And I think it honestly is just like, <laughs> the shitty part of my brain was like, well, maybe you're asking for too much, Kaylin. Like, maybe this isn't realistic. And I'm like, what the actual F? Like, how did we end up back here? Like, what I was asking for was not too much. And it was actually, like, in his favor to stop doing this thing. Because it's bad for him. (laughs) And I just asked that it wasn't around me. That was it. You know? Like, just don't do, just don't, just do it on your own time. 
and that wasn't respected. So I'm just here to say for myself and for whoever else friggin' needs to hear it is like, you are not too much and you deserve the goddamn world. Like, you know what? Like Mel said, everything in every relationship, there needs to be compromise. There really does. And there's some things that you're willing to compromise and some things you're not. And if you end up in a relationship with someone that is not willing to compromise something that is very meaningful to you, then they're not your person. That's the universe telling you, like, ooh, next. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm so tired of forcing and trying to fit things in where they do not belong. Mm-hmm. And am I sad? Am I heartbroken? absolutely and do i feel defeated yes should i just become a lesbian right now maybe i don't know (laughs) just kidding i really like men but like the grapevine yeah like (laughs) women are just missing one thing and that's it (laughs) um and like yeah i'm just I yeah I feel like I've been feeling all of the feels for a long time and it's just it's just really hard however um and the shame I felt a lot of shame and guilt for telling my family yet again about another boyfriend like you know but I just felt different I just thought that this would maybe be the one (laughs) whoopsies but anyways, but you won't on. know if you don't date like and I truly believe that this one was placed in your life for a reason. Yeah. I believe this little little sucker cracked you right open and you know, like but fuck everyone that has an opinion on it. It's not their life. Like I tell my kids, worry about yourself. Worry yeah. about yourself. I mean, obviously I worry and care for you. But yeah. my ju- your journey is not mine to walk. Not at all. Yeah. And Mel. Hmm. I'm like, I feel like I could throw up. Like I really don't want to launch this one. Okay. Well, Halen, let's just remind ourselves of that saying, the quote I sent you. Those that matter won't mind, and those that mind don't matter. And that doesn't mean you don't wish those people well. That doesn't mean that you don't care for those people. But their opinions don't matter because it's not their life. Mm -hmm. You deserve to be happy, 100%. You are the only person that you need to worry about. And you don't deserve to compromise. You don't deserve someone who is not going to respect you. You do not deserve someone who's not going to move mountains for you. Because someone is out there who is willing to move mountains for you. Walk on fire. Respect the hell out of you. And show you what it is like to be 100% full-heartedly loved. So if anyone has an issue listening to this, by all means, my name's Melanie Cornforth. You are welcome to message me. We'll have a chat. It'll be respectful. But it's not your damn life. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my God.
Yeah, I love you. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. And um, yeah, yeah. I just moving forward. I just want to be open and honest on here, and <laughs> this is part of my life. It's not all just hanging out in the vines and sunshine and peace it's like there's there's hard parts too I just try to be optimistic about it but this one actually kind of hurts I'm not gonna lie like you're right he completely cracked me open and um he did he did give me a lot and um yeah it's tough and that's the thing it doesn't it can hurt it can be meaningful yeah it's just not for you yeah and also, I think that, okay, I gotta tell you this. So, like, since I've, since I've known, like, you know, I'm not I'm extremely happy and, you know, this relationship is just, like, a little rough right now. Since I've known that, all that's surrounded by me is, like, these really cute, happy couples on holidays. Like, it's tourist season here. And I just look at them and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, how, why does this happen like this? Like, you know, when you're just like sad and just kind of hate the world, there's just like all these happy people around you holding hands and smacking each other's butts and like the cutest old people too, still holding hands. And I'm like, <laughs> and so then I look at these things and instantly I just go to rage and jealousy. I'm just like, yeah, well, lucky you. I'm glad that it's meant for you, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'm just in this like place of like self pity and anger. And then I had an epiphany the other day that I was like, you know, I was just mad at the universe. Like, why does this keep on happening to me? Like, why do you keep on giving me these freaking men that it's the same problem every time? And I'm just like, you know, what am I supposed to learn here? And I'm just angry. And then I had this epiphany that maybe the universe is putting all these cute couples in my vision to remind me and show me that I do deserve this and it is indeed possible. I just have to go through a little more heartache and learn my lessons and be secure in myself and respect myself and use my voice and all of the things. But I said to the universe the other day, I'm like, okay, lesson learned. Like, I'm done. Next one, please be my husband because if it ain't, I'm going to be sad. <laughs> The universe. She's a tricky bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Just when you're like, wow, like I'm I'm living in alignment. I'm flowing here. <laughs> Sucker. Nope. And throws you and you're like, okay, I've learned my lesson. Have you learned your lesson? This and you're just like, gosh darn it. Yeah. I think what needs to happen is we need to put a bunch of single eligible men on your fridge and then Avery try to hook me up with them. <laughs> Auntie Kaylin needs you to pick her an eligible bachelor. Yeah. Can you actually, let's just do it. Avery, yeah. what do you think Auntie Kaylin's husband's name is going to be? Silence is not promoting much hope, Avery. <laughs> Do you have she a name? I actually have one. <laughs> hey, what's his name? Joseph. Joseph. It's a very holy. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Oh, and R Ryan just heard me. 
He said your future husband's name is Mortimer. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. <laughs> um, okay, let's lighten this up a little bit because I just want you to tell this story because I need people to see. Can you please, while you were um away for Christmas, can oh. you explain? <laughs> that was the best snap. What were your like bathroom situation like where you were staying? <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on. Before you go and tell us about your bathroom situation, Avery has a question for you. Where mm-hmm. are you and where are you laying? Um, I'm sitting in my room and I'm leaning against a white wall. So I'm actually sitting upright. Ah. Uh. Yeah. What's that like fuzzy white sitting? It's a pillow for my lumbar support because I'm old, Avery. Okay. Okay. As you guys know, I've we've mentioned on the podcast before. I have a I have some fears around shitting, like actually just going poop. I get very anxious and weird about it, (laughs) and so obviously women do not poop and I am no exception like I don't poop so I'm in this fresh relationship and like obviously that's still like it's just magical like you know you never hear see or smell my poop because I never do it at your house ever under any circumstance (laughs) so we get to Christmas and we walk in to the house that we were staying at and his mom was like um so yeah sorry about the bathroom door there's just we just didn't get a chance to get it up yet and I was like oh Oh, okay weird so then we went into the house and I looked and like yeah basically you're just taking a shit in the open and I'm supposed to stay here for two weeks (laughs) okay like the bathroom was like it was a glass shower when you first walked in and like you could sit stand in the living room and see the back of the bathroom wall above the tub and then you had to go around the corner wait the, i thought this was in a bedroom like this was the <laughs> oh. main bathroom oh my <laughs> makes it so much better continue no, you could literally stand in the living room and see into the bathroom. Like, if someone was having a bath, you would see their naked body. So then you go into the bathroom and turn the corner, and there's the toilet. And it's just, like, <laughs> a beautiful open concept situation with no door on any of it. And so you're just, like, sitting there trying to poop in peace, but you, you just can't. And then you can hear everyone else use the bathroom too, because our our room was close to it. I'm like, whatever, it's fine because only only one person usually lives there, and it's it's all fine and dandy. And I'm like, whatever, no judgment if you don't have a bathroom door. But it's like, for me, I sent a snap to Mel, and I was like, this is literally my worst nightmare come true. And like, I I don't think I can hold my poop in for two weeks. Like, how's this gonna work? I thought this was like 
an ensuite type of situation in like the bedroom. So how did you notify people when like you did anyone walk in on you peeing or not like not to my knowledge um yeah I don't know and I just didn't walk in on anyone surprisingly and while I was in there I was just like trying to make lots of noise like I'm like is humming weird do I blow my nose what do I do should I run some water like sweet Caroline (laughs) I feel like I'd go around with like pots like ding ding here I come ding ding like (laughs) yeah I mean yeah I don't mind pooping and pump, but that mm. it's just it's just weird. Like I didn't realize how much I need needed to poop in closed spaces. Like yeah, oh with gosh. a door. I couldn't. What did Ryan say too? It was like oh, your yeah. first day there and he was like, Yeah, just rip a big fart or something i can't even remember yeah he was like he's like this is your opportunity now just let her rip (laughs) or something like oh gosh yeah i wonder Uh, what alex would do in that situation oh she wouldn't care she'd be like i'm going for a shit don't come in (laughs) taking a rip yeah speaking of which um she is going to be landing in the old New Zealand in approximately two weeks. How excited are you? I can't even. Like, yeah, I have some of our trip somewhat planned out. And um, yeah, it's. I think it's going to be hard on me. I think it's going to be like, you know, kind of like, you know, I moved here and it's like out of sight, out of mind. Like I think about all my friends and family so much, but I'm not constantly reminded of them. And then spending two weeks with her in the flesh, I'm just going to be like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's going to be hard to see her leave again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are you guys going to Bali? <sighs> no. My friend just went. So, like, I know two people in the last year that have went to Bali. And I need to go. Like, well, all of your don't... stories. Like, right. I don't. I mean, we could take the kids, too. But, like, it. She did the water mm. um, purification. Did you go in the pyramids mm-hmm. that were there with the sound bath? and the Yeah, like, so she did that. She had quite the experiences. It's insane. I'm telling you, Bali is not part of this planet. And save up your pennies, ladies and gents, because I'm going to, I'm going to have a retreat there. You just wait and see. Well, you'll do it. 100% yeah. you'll do it. What do you got, Avery? Harmony will sponsor you. Done. I need that in writing. <laughs> Joking. We're just bursting at the seams right now trying to grow. So no, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Speaking of that, Alicia's coming next weekend. I saw that. So excited. Yes. So if you're in the Chestermere area or you want to go for a road trip, Mel, take it away. Yeah. January 26th from 645 to 845, Harmony will be hosting its first ever talk and stretch with our special guest speaker and eating um our intuitive eating facilitator alicia who's been on the podcast so she's yeah. going to come share all her knowledge um about intuitive eating and coming into peace with your body and food and then we're going to 
She's going to do a little mindful meditation and we're going to lead into a nourishing stretch around by myself so that you can digest all the information. And then we'll just have some food and nourishment and connection after. And I'm so stinking excited. So if you're in the area, check us out. I love it. And Mel, you know what else was brought up to my attention is we haven't really talked about your recent business situation. I don't even think we've mentioned Harmony. No, not a whole lot. Um, Yeah, as of November 1st, myself and my partner Amanda are the owners of Harmony Health and Fitness in Chestermere. And um, the lovely Courtney started it just before the pandemic and then approached me in the summer when I was like, okay, like, God, if I'm supposed to start something, like, give me a sign. And then the next day, Courtney and I talked and she's like, I'd like to sell you Harmony. I was like, oh, okay, that's a great sign. Thanks. Anyways, <laughs> and now we're here. It's January and I, this is what I meant for. Like, it can be frustrating, exhausting, all the things, but man, do I love it. Like cultivating a brave space that people can come to, to not only move their mind or their body, but their mind and their soul is just, oh, it lights my soul up and I have so many ideas and it's already growing so much and the community is just so lovely and I can't wait for you to come see it. And I can't wait for whoever's listening to come. But like big things are meant to happen. And like I have found the space in which it's going to happen in. That doesn't mean it might not be harmony itself becoming big, but this is the space. Mm -hmm. And I can't explain walking into that studio I can be frustrated. I can be sad, mad, whatever. Like the minute I walk in, I just feel like oh, my shoulders drop. I just, it's surreal that I own. Like, it's really weird to me that I have the movement and like, it's a very weird concept to me because I did not grow up in an entrepreneurial household. Like I'm really doing it, Kaylin. I know. Like that, and it, it hits me, but then it doesn't hit me. Like, man, remember all those things we taught? Like, I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And I am meeting so many amazing people along the way. And I'm slowly, slowly coming to terms with the fact that I did this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Anyways, I just, it's something like, oh, just, oh, yeah, I'm in love. <laughs> I'm in love with this life that Rye Guy and I have cultivated together. Beautiful place to be in, I would mm -hmm. imagine. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. I've sent you videos. Oh. Uh, Oh, I haven't sent you videos. Of okay. That I went really dirty there. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, can I, I'm going to, that's me rewinding. Um, I've sent you videos of the space 
not relations between Ryan and I. I would like to clarify that. Okay, thank you. Good night. And also, through all of this, the movement is taking a shift soon. Oh, good golly, Miss Molly. I just can't even. Mel's on the change train. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Anyways, that's a little bit about Harmony. So if you're in the yeah, chess so area. Mel's a badass business bitch that owns a studio and is just putting so many amazing things in it and bringing great people together. You'll be there. I know. You know what we're going to do in Naked and a Little Bit Afraid live yeah. at Harmony Studio? Yep. Obs. So, get your ticket today. <laughs> it's called the. Uh, we should start a GoFundMe account for Kaylin to fly back to Canada, <laughs> so we can have a naked and a little bit afraid live. Yeah. Okay. Let's start it today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you guys my my email address. Yeah. Hey, fun fact: in New Zealand, you can't do e transfers. Like, they're, like, oh. actual legit bank transfers. You need a person's bank number to transfer the money, not just their email address or phone number. It's interesting how everyone's a little different. So they just, is it more um, cumbersome, like, to do that? Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Like, I don't have my bank number memorized. Mm -hmm. I have to, like, go and find it. And... Do people carry a lot of cash then? Mm, I don't know. I don't. Oh. But like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not a big deal, but it's just I prefer the email address mm -hmm. because like, you know, when you're like, you just want to send someone money because mm -hmm. they did something nice for you or you're paying them back. But they're like, no, don't worry about it. Well, you still can if you have their email address. Right. And then here it's just like, no, you like legit can't get their bank information unless they give it to you. Anyways, I think that we'll wrap this one up. Mel, I got these cards. They're not mine. I'm just borrowing them. And all of them have a question on it. So I'm going to give okay. them a shuffle. And okay. we'll see what comes flying out. To the Can I just say it's nice to be back? It is. Yeah. I missed you. I know. I missed you. Okay. I messaged you and then I kind of went off the radar because, well, you know, but now we're back. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that we're back better than ever. This was a very vulnerable um, episode for Kaylin, and I feel like ever since I started listening to Glennon Doyle's Untamed book, if you haven't listened to it already or read it, please do. So phenomenal. I um, did, and I don't remember it. And it's like basically like speaking your truth, mm -hmm. uh, even when it's hard to like, mm -hmm. you know, choosing the authentic version of you and the truth within you um, instead of people pleasing. Right. Like mm -hmm. you tell the truth even when it's hard. Yeah. Like I'm vaguely remembering bits and parts because she talks about her divorce. Yeah. And all. Yeah. Like I, I read it a really long, like when it first came out. Yeah. And then she talks about like, um. You know, she has an analogy to a cheetah and it's just like we're all born in these cages with like a wild 
wild deep down in us and i and it's like it's as it's our human right to um uncage ourselves and feed the wild and just trust it mm-hmm. so oh this one's nice what is the best thing that happened to you during the past week sorry say that again the what thing what is the best thing that happened to you during the past week this week is such a blur you think about it i'll go first i was i was working on the boats this past Mm -hmm. week and um i had this i i had this i got i had really cool customers there like or guests, I think we call them. They're really cool guests. So this one older lady from Texas, she was like very, very abrupt and, you know, asked me all of my life questions and like how I ended up here and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, your family must miss you and all of these things. Like she just went on and on. And then she's like, well, you tell your family that you had a great grandma from Texas tell you that life is way too short to be living with them and you need to explore the world because it is big and there should be no guilt about that and they should be happy for you (laughs) and I was like wow okay right on it (laughs) right to it and then I had um I met three people that worked on cruise ships and that was cool to like get a little insight on that life and how cool that is and then there was this um and then I just made tips too, which isn't a big thing in New Zealand. Nobody tips just because. Um, and uh, and yeah, that was a really, I really enjoyed my time on the boat. I think that that's like the best thing that happened to me this week. It's just, oh, this guy that I met, he knew where Red Deer was. Like, and I was like, wow, no way. So that was really cool. He does like um farm to farm tours. So he takes people from like he took people from Switzerland and they were all farmers and brought them to our boats to learn about mussel farming. And so then one time he took people from across the world to Red Deer, Alberta to check out a Red Angus farm. <laughs> Interesting. So I think the, my favorite thing that happened to me this week is just learning how big the world is yet so small at the same time. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, you know, I mean, the cliche cheesy things, um, things like, oh, I fell in love with Ryan more because I, you know, the partnership, you got those cheesy things. Um, but being able to walk back into Harmony, the community, and realize like how much it ignites me and how much I missed it and to the point where I think I cried every single class that I led not because I was sad purely out of joy Mm -hmm. just pure joy and watching other people watching witnessing holding space for other people to feel bra- that they are in a brave space to also be vulnerable. I've never seen so many people cry. Aww. In a class. Like in varying classes. And 
again, one of those like, holy ball sack, I'm doing it. Yeah. Like that was, and then Rowan, he just touching my cheek the one morning, mom, you do so much for us. And I love you so much. <sighs> and then this little nugget giving me like kisses and hugs, like being able, cause I didn't really hug or kiss them last week a whole lot. Like just being able to snuggle them and like sniff their hair. Like, oh, little things. I, I mean, I, I just was sick, but like I couldn't do a lot. And you take a lot for granted. You take a lot for granted when life's going good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes we need to, you know, take a break so we can truly appreciate the things in our lives. Mm -hmm. Avery? What's one thing that went good for you this week? Being uh, home and having time with my family. Having time with your family? Yeah. Yeah, that's so special. Okay. One last question. Okay. As a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? A dentist. Really? Why? I have zero idea. I have no idea why. Your mom was a doctor. No, Nana's definitely not a doctor. She's a nurse. You were a nurse. I was a nurse, yeah. I don't know why dentist. I always liked the dentist. I don't know if it was... Part of me thinks it's because dentist offs were so clean. So clean and orderly. <laughs> I guess. I've, no, that makes sense. <laughs> and, like, they make bank... Not a lot of high emergencies, and they always had nice teeth. I don't know. Like I, I legit, I have zero idea. But I wanted to be a dentist forever. You? What do you? Uh, I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. Okay, well that sounds reason. You still probably want to be a dolphin trainer. <laughs> I did look into it, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Okay. And what do you want to be when you grow up? Nothing. Nothing. You're going to live in mom and dad's basement forever? No. Okay, what are you going to do to pay the bills? Be something. You're going to be something. That's right, girl. You be something. And I have something to sell you. Okay, here. We'll show her in a second, okay? All right. Okay. Well, guys, thank you for coming on this um, roller coaster of all of it. <laughs> I don't oh, even know. I don't know. We're in a title of so yeah. a whole lot of something and a whole lot of nothing. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, thanks for stripping with us. Stay weird. <laughs>